Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the weekend again. I am Ben Pierce. He is Elio Canella, and oh my holy God. Let, let me explain to you people the magnanimous yet very angry show that I have planned for all of you. Oh no. Because this WWE draft business on night two this past Monday pissed me off beyond logical belief. These drafts are getting stupid. <laughs> getting stupid? Okay. But look, I um No, like I I I'm I'm saying because the past drafts I like them when they first had them. They're oh, absolutely, they're yeah. cool. But now they're just stupid and pointless. Well, well, at least we didn't have the football robots this year. But that's the best thing that I can say about that, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't understand what they are doing. And then the second topic that I would like to bring up, in addition to all the other stuff that we're going to be doing with the weekly coverage. Uh, that I didn't mention to you, I have a special rant planned regarding the pay-per-view that we will not be covering, that will not be named on this show. Because let me let me explain something uh, to our riveting audience. Um, you know, if you're a long-time listener of this show, you understand that I despise Crown Jewel with every fiber of my being. That's the one and only time I will say that name just so you understand what I'm talking about. And on on this week's uh, television, they put so much emphasis on this fucking thing, especially on SmackDown. And my God, people, uh, you would think that this show in uh, Saudi Arabia was bigger than WrestleMania, the way that they were booking this thing. Ridiculous. And it, it is exactly that, Elio. It is ridiculous. And I want to go through the matches that were announced for this fucking embarrassing clown show. Because that's oh, no, what it I, is. I, I, I'm curious to hear these matches. Not that I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not even gonna watch it. I'm just curious to hear. No, well, well, look. If it was any other show on the calendar year for WWE, I would watch this shit because the lineup that they have is very good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna bullshit you. I have no reason to do so. However, because of my abhorrence for the the Saudi Arabian shit shows, I refuse on the very principle of the matter. Now, on the positive side of things, ladies and gentlemen, as my voice cracks in excitement because I finally got to do the intro, um, you know, AEW is really hitting their stride here and um and yeah i'm gonna be right back i'm just gonna go get my stuff so i don't have to interrupt you
Right. At nine o'clock. Absolutely. So uh, as my co-host steps away, I think you're going to hear two different versions of this show tonight um, with the WWE coverage, boo, and the AEW coverage uh, being much more positive. Um, and I, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I say this all the time. If it wasn't for my love of this podcast, there is no way in the world that I would be watching weekly WWE television. It is just embarrassing. And it is uh, crystal clear to me uh, that by and large, uh, management doesn't give a damn about what we think. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to extend that accusation to the talent because I don't believe that that is entirely true uh, in the talent department. Now, you know, I'm going to try to be um, somewhat uh, diplomatic and uh, short and to the point when it comes to my rants as uh, my co-host steps back into the virtual green room we got going on here. Um, But suffice to say, ladies and gentlemen, before I uh, go on too much longer, you have one hell of a show ahead of you tonight. So I suggest you strap in, uh, get plenty of caffeine in you, and uh, join us for the ride, because it's going to be a bumpy one at that. And let me tell and let me tell the listeners what we have planned. We have Monday Night Raw, night oh. <laughs> AEW Dynamite, the second anniversary, uh, SmackDown, oh. Rampage. Yeah. Then we're gonna take a look at the the a newer a new episode of Southwest Championship Wrestling. And I have a mini King of the Ring trivia for my co-host. And we will round up the show. We will end off with the wrestling roulette. Absolutely. Where I will play 10 seconds of a clip and my co-host has to guess who, which wrestler which, it is. Which hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, the fact that I did the intro uh, this week will bring me extra luck because I have to confess uh, to, to Father Elio that I am very disappointed in my performance uh, since the debut of this segment. See, these aren't easy. I like uh, uh, especially the AEW themes. That's true, but as it relates to WWE uh, entrance themes, I thought myself pretty good uh, at identifying those, and clearly that has not been the case thus far in this segment's short history, so hopefully I can redeem myself a little bit tonight. All right, so I say we get into night two of the draft. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> Unfortunately. You know what? Uh, I'm going to make, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it easy on you. We're, we're, we're just going to go highlights, lowlights, and then I'll run down the list of names that have been drafted. Okay. Well, okay. So, well, so, so, so I don't have to. So I, so I, I don't have to like. So you don't have to be in pain for the whole report. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, okay. Do the horror part. No, no, no. I am not a martyr for punishment. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I really don't understand this fucking show. Okay, I, I really don't. Okay. We're going to start with lowlights and then we're going to go to the highlights because I just had to mention this right off the bat. Big E and Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler and Big Bob. That, that, <laughs> and, 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 did you see that? <laughs> and they, they even said, yeah, no one calls you Big Bob. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, are you kidding me with this shit? Like, this is this is supposed to be for children. And and wait, 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 it gets better. Did you hear what they said? Well, what do you say? Big E and Big D. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was getting to that, okay? Because because the only thing that I think of when I think of the Big E and the Big D is erectile dysfunction, which I certainly have after watching an episode of Monday Night Raw. Good God in hell, ladies and gentlemen. What were we subjected to this past Monday night. Good God in heaven. Just the promo alone made me miss, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but in comparison, this promo made me miss all of Drew's um, monologues regarding um, Angela and Davy Crockett, his long-lost relative. Uh, I mean, I'll take that in, in comparison to this any day of the week. So, um, automatically, that's a low light. And then the women's tag team titles. Can we burn these motherfuckers, please? Because Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash versus Tamina and Natalia. Now, Elio, I I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Uh, Okay, well, while you're getting ready for things, okay, I think he's taking... what is your question? Sorry, I had to to take my... um... Very good, I'm sorry. But um, do you remember uh, last week when I mentioned that there were only three women's tag teams on the roster? Yeah. Well, well, well. When I was doing research for our show this evening, because ladies and gentlemen, I care very much about your entertainment value that you receive on this show. I made a terrifying discovery. Uh Uh-oh. Tegan Knox and Chauncey Blackheart are no longer a team. They've been split up to different brands. We'll get into the specifics of that later on. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, this means, and and I, I looked this up, so I know this to be factual information. Okay. There are only two legitimate women's tag teams in this division 
that being the participants in this match. Why the fuck would anybody care? Wow. What, like, what are we doing here? Explain this to me. And, you know, if this is what they called Aaliyah up from NXT for, I feel so terrible for her. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I were her, I would just rather stay in NXT at this point. But uh, Jesus, good Lord. I think the last time I saw her on SmackDown, she lost to Carmella. Yes. That was, I remember, that was like uh, years ago. Well, it's how long she's been around. And now Carmella has this hideous Phantom of the Opera oh. type mask on her face. Okay. Just, yeah. But well, that's that's the SmackDown segment yeah. of the show. Yeah. You have, you have uh, both shows, SmackDown and uh, Raw, I believe you said. Um, no, I actually, I actually said Raw and Rampage. Raw and Rampage, my bad. Okay, yeah. Okay, and I got uh, Dynamite and SmackDown. All right, yeah. Go on. Now, now let's get to some highlights here because I, I need a little bit of, uh, I need a little bit of help here. Okay. Now, now. I I will give, uh, even though it was a very short match, I have to give an honorary um, highlight to the New Day versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Midler. Okay. Uh, and, and you ask, well, why the hell are you doing that? Because the match was only two minutes and 25 seconds long. I understand. I'm not crazy. Let me explain. Now, the fact that the fact that the hurt business was ever broken up, ladies and gentlemen, we've gone over in detail how much Elio and I believe that to be a mistake of the highest order. And if it were up to us, we would have booked a new day versus hurt business feud, which would have led to a single feud between Bobby Lashley and Big E which then would have culminated in Big E winning the championship. Obviously, they did that a little bit backwards, uh, you know, but but all the pieces are still there. You know, they just they just took the roundabout route on um, on I eighty three in in uh, in Baltimore County, Maryland, where I reside. <clears throat> now, this in one way makes me very happy, but in in another way, I'm confused. I don't ever want to call this a low light because I I call it out as a highlight for a reason. Um, If they use this storyline properly, I really think that um, Big E could get a big moment on pay-per-view and then everything will be fine. But I have to ask you, Elio, don't you think, and forgive me because this is a leading question, don't you think they did this a little bit topsy-turvy? 
Yeah, they uh, it, this was too early for Biggie to cash in. And they and they and they ruined it because they, they he said that he was gonna cash in. Yeah, which which let's not forget, people, that defeats the entire purpose of the money in the bank contract. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> They they need to get rid they need to get rid of these gimmick motherfuckers before I get a heavy. Well, luckily, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm properly medicated tonight, so you won't you won't hear any particularly long violent rants, even though you're going to hear some. Um, but I you know in terms of. Oh, 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 and I'm so glad I remember this. The opening segment for Monday Night Raw. Remind me, what was it again? It was, I'm so glad you asked. Let me uh, enlighten you. It was Becky Lynch coming out. That's right. uh, To announce that she was... Um, the first draft pick for... The man has come around to Monday Night Raw. Yes. But, but then here comes Charlotte and Bianca Belair and all, all company. And this segment was absolutely terrible. It was Horrendous. Girl, okay. you don't even go here anymore. <laughs> which was which for for those of you that, that don't know, that was a um that was a reference to Bianca returning to um ah. to um no it, it was a, it was an NXT promo between Charlotte and um and Sasha and Becky or not 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 Charlotte and Sasha uh, Charlotte and Bianca and then and then Bianca returned to NXT that night and Charlotte was like you don't go here oh and, okay you know what I didn't even know where that came from yeah so okay wow. <laughs> Time to go to history class with Professor Pierce, ladies and gentlemen, go. because Elio doesn't know shit, and I do. <laughs> well, I you know. know stuff that you don't, so there. <laughs> <laughs> well, tit for tat live right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Nice little plate. Um, this shit was atrocious. So is another, another one of your lights. Yes, it okay. is. No, I thought you were done. I thought you were moving to highlights. That's why I've asked. What? What? Yeah, but I, I, I had. Um, oh okay, yeah, go on. I it's had okay. forgotten that one. Yeah, it's okay. Go on. And, and then the um, I I particularly enjoyed. Let's let's make sure I don't get this wrong here. Uh, there's so much draft lessons you have to go down, 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 down. I I, I enjoyed the uh, the main event 
of it being uh, Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. I know, shocking. I actually enjoyed a Charlotte match. But um, I'll tell you what, I really have a... Um, I really have an appreciation for Bianca Belair. Um, she is just, she is just so good. And this was another example of that. And um, this really, um, this really uh, illustrated to me why um, what happened at SummerSlam should have never happened in the first place. I mean, you can have matches like this. You can have 13-minute bangers like this, and yet you're going to strip Bianca Belair of the title in 26 seconds. I mean, good Lord, people. Let's, let's get our shit right. So, so that was part one of the Raw review. That was the, the in-ring portion of the review. Okay. Um, and now... Let's go over the all of the raw, um, all of the raw picks from uh, night two of the WWE draft. And and while I'm doing this, Elio, I I wanna I wanna get your opinion. Um, as I call out these names and the round at, at which they were selected, let me know if anything. Uh, sticks out to you is particularly ridiculous because I noticed a few of these and I'm like, did they have any plan for this? What's a fucking ever? Because I don't think so. So take mental notes. So round one kicks off with obviously Becky Lynch and Bobby Lashley. Big surprise. <laughs> okay. And then we have we have Seth Rollins, Damian Priest rounding out round two. I love how there were only four picks for each round. Okay, I don't have a problem with the, these two rounds. That's well, a little weird. No, no, no! But we're 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 getting we're getting down to the to some of the ridiculous yeah. stuff. So it's just hang, yeah, yeah. hang tight. Um, round three kicked off with AJ and Omos staying on roll. We have Kevin Owens coming over from SmackDown to Raw. And then here we're, here's where the bullshit rolls downhill. Uh-oh. Because, now remember the names I mentioned in the previous rounds now. Okay. Round number four has the Street Profits and Finn Bauer going to Raw in round four after AJ and Omos and what in the hell is this? Am I, am I missing something? How do you draft 
almost before you draft Finn fucking Bauer. I have no idea. That doesn't make sense. Well, I, I, I guess they were going to them as a team, aging almost, or almost, whatever. Oh, uh, well, who gives a fuck? No, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody wants to see him <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> well, I don't want to see him, but I'm just saying, like, that's how WB is looking at it. They look at them as a team. Like, they drafted the Usos as a team. They drafted freaking the, uh, two members of the New Day as a team. Well, I, I know, but the, I, it, but see, the difference is the Usos and the New Day are established tag teams. AJ and Omos are not this established tag teams. This is so, true. But anyway, so then we have round five with Karrion Cross and Alexa Bliss staying on Raw. And then... Round number six, ladies and gentlemen, and the final round on Monday Night Raw for round two of the WWE Draft, Carmella and Gabe Stevenson. You know what? Gabe, okay, do you know anything about this Gabe Stevenson? Yes, I do. How is he? Or like I mean, well, see, this is what confuses me because he he was an Olympic uh, gold medalist for wrestling. Okay. In in the twenty twenty Olympics, uh, let me let me look this up just to make sure I'm I'm getting it pro- proper properly correct. As I'm going through this, but I, I believe so. So because I'm uh, saying like uh, the, the Olympics, that's one thing, but now in the WWE, that's uh, I don't know. We don't know how you're gonna do in in a WWE ring. Right. So um, and so obviously they're okay. Oh, hold on. So I have it. Um, yes. I, so I was right. So he's a he's a gold medalist in 2020 Olympic Games um, in freestyle wrestling. So just like uh, just like Kurt Angle. Um, so he will be the second Olympic gold medalist in, oh, in there's wrestling. A Kurt Angle versus Gabe Stevenson. Oh, I don't I don't I don't want to see uh, Kurt Angle in the ring anymore. No, I, I no, no, I'm saying he mentioned that Kurt Angle versus Gabe Stevens was two Olympic gold medalists. Well, that would be cool. I, yeah. I, I'm betting there will be some sort of uh, correlation between or connection between the two. Um, but here's here's what I don't like about uh, Gabe Steve, Stevenson getting uh, drafted. Okay, now. If you're unfamiliar with the Olympics, you don't know who this guy is. And you're not even going to put him in NXT for a little bit to train him after your entire reasoning for uh, relaunching uh, NXT 2.0 is to build new talent. No. And then did you did you read this news? Because I was reading it the other day. What news? 
Ratings for NXT 2.0 are down. Well, <laughs> gee, what did, what did Vince think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, no shit on that one, Vince. I could have told you that before this whole, this whole oh. fucking trade even started. Oh, um, now, now he's going to come up with some other stupid idea and say, oh, we're going to go back to this. We need to be edgier now. Okay, just stop. Well, well, they're already trying some edgier stuff in yeah. NXT. Now, I haven't seen it, but apparently uh, Mandy Rose and um, Go on. Gigi Dolan and um, JC Jane, Toxic Attraction. They're yummy. Yes. They're yummy, all three of them. Yummy times three. Uh, well, I, I haven't seen them, so I, I can't. Oh, dude. Toxic attraction. I like them. Uh, did this pat on Tuesday? I'm sure, on Tuesday, uh, I'm sure you do. On Tuesday, uh, they had uh, the opening match was Mandy Rose uh, defeating Ember Moon. What? Mandy Rose defeating Ember Moon. I'm sorry. Did my headphones just explode live <laughs> on the air? What the fuck? If I'm Ember Moon, I am requesting my release from WWE. What the fuck? I mean, I mean look. I, I, I think they're trying to push this new group, Toxic Attraction. Yeah, yes, but you and I get that. Don't get me wrong, but but Mandy Rose doesn't belong in the ring with Ember Moon for fuck's sake. Mandy Rose doesn't belong in NXT. She's already uh, she was already set for the main roster. She was on SmackDown and, and Raw. And she's never been a wrestler in the first place. I just I don't understand it. But getting back to um, getting back to Gabe Stevenson, so I understand. WWE wanting to capitalize on his momentum and the fact that they've literally been drooling over him, mm-hmm. um, you know, since uh, since he came on the scene. I get that, but um, it seems very odd that they would just hot shot him to uh, to Monday Night Raw, and then it was it was really weird because. Um, once they drafted him, they cut to a live shot of him in his house with his with his family, and they did like almost like an NFL draft uh, maneuver with the emotional reaction uh, to him getting uh, quote unquote drafted to Money Night Raw. Oh, which which I which I thought was lame because getting getting drafted to. Um, the NFL means you actually accomplish something. Uh, get, and getting drafted to WWE is just a fucking storyline. So, I mean, I understand it, but I still thought it was stupid. And, and it's a risky move, quite frankly. Um, so, the bet, uh, that about wraps up the uh, Monday Night Raw um, coverage. Of course, we will get into all of the uh, SmackDown uh, all of the picks on um, SmackDown side of things. Oh, and how dare I forget? I actually forgot to mention several uh, several names that were drafted to Raw in the supplemental section. Yes, tell us. Draft. What do you have? 
So I'm, I'm sure this will be a riveting list for you, Elio. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. We have Dana Brooke. Who cares? Jackson Riker. I don't care. I, I thought this guy was released. <laughs> Veer. I don't care. He has been broken away from Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Oh, serious? Oh, okay, sure. All right. Uh, Liv Morgan has been drafted to Raw. Okay. Uh, Mia Yim. Okay. She should, and and ladies and gentlemen, if she does not compete under her real under the Mia Yim moniker. I am going to break my fucking face. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Because of price drastic measures. Holy shit. <laughs> if, if, I, if I have to deal with reckoning or any other uh, remains of retribution, I am going to shit myself. Oh, don't do that. Then we have uh, Tamina. Uh, Tegan Knox, as, as I mentioned, they broke up uh, Tegan Knox and Chauncey Blackheart, which yes, which begs the question: uh, Why did you call these uh, two ladies up in the first place? Uh, and leave Ember and leave Ember Moon behind. Exactly. And then after all this bullshit, you have Mandy Rose defeat Ember Moon. NXT television. What the fuck are you doing? But that neither here nor there. Um, But you just wasted um, an entire call up in Tegan Knox and uh, Shazi Blackheart, uh, who got drafted to SmackDown also in the supplemental draft. But but here's here's the thing. Let's not let's not forget something, Elio. Okay. When uh when Tegan and Shotzi were um were drafted, mm-hmm. obviously people were a little bit salty for good reason over Ember Moon being uh, being left out of this situation. So, given the fact that this that this new tag team has been broken off already, and there's only two tag teams in the fucking women's tag team. And they said there was three or four. Well, the, there were three before uh, Tegan Knox. Oh, okay, well, right, that's right. That's right. They were they were the third. That's right. I mean, this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And furthermore, furthermore, remember, even more importantly, Tegan Knotts and Shotzi Blackheart won three separate matches to become number one contenders for the SmackDown Women's Championships in the first place. What happened to that? What's going on? This company has absolutely no blithering clue what they are doing. And I truly 
don't understand it. You know, I, I probably come off like a goof on this podcast sometimes because, <laughs> you know, because my, my head explodes at random occasions. I go on these rants and, and stuff like that. But on stuff like this legitimately makes me angry. And it's like, oh, it's wrestling. You're taking it too seriously. Well, let me tell you something. Yes, I do take it seriously because it it means something to me. You know, it wrestling has always meant something to me. And I don't like, one, being insulted as a fan, but two, you're insulting wrestling as an art. When you do stupid shit like this. So, yes, I do take it personally. Now, that ends the raw side of things uh, for um, for the week. So, thank God. All right. So, we're going to move on to AEW Dynamite. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you know what? My, my low point... And I like this guy, but th- this is, has become my low point of the show. CM Punk's promos, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Only because he keeps repeating the same thing week after week, after week in his promos. They're always, they're all the same. Well, well I, I can get that. But also, you have to keep in mind that these individual towns that they're going into haven't seen CM Punk in forever so that's why that's why they're the same formula oh so i understand your thought process but i think i think that's the reason why they're handling in the way that they they are right now and let's see and then my other one that i have okay so the Cody Rhodes Arn Anderson segment. Ben, where are they going with this Arn Anderson story? I don't know. I just I, it is stupid. Like Yeah, and and there was there was more follow-up to it on Rampage, which we'll get into in a minute. Shit. Okay, I want to hear about that when we get to the Rampage report. But uh and uh, the Darby Allen or 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 no, I'm sorry. It it, it may have did did he did he burn um, Cody Rhodes' tie on Dynamite? No, no, no. Because uh, Cody uh, took took the tie back. He he was about to burn the tie. Okay, yes. Yeah, but so then, but then Cody took back and and then and the segment ended with Arm just slapping Cody. That's why I'm like, what the fuck? Where are they going? Where are they going with this? Okay, yeah. So the, the segment that I thought was rampage was actually dynamite. Okay. Okay, and uh, so and uh, my other one is uh, Darby Allen, Nick Comorado. Let me tell you something. Darby Allen's gonna kill himself one day, and he's gonna end up hurting someone else with that coffin drop. Well, yeah, uh, Darby Allen is not gonna have a very long career. No, I can tell. And that, that's it's bad. Yeah. Like he, you know, and um, so those are my uh, lowlights. Absolutely. What do you got for highlights? For highlights, I have the, okay, now, you know, I'm not a fan of these multi person tag matches. Yeah. But I have Jurassic Express and Christian Cage and Brian Danielson versus the Super Elite. Yeah, I agree. 
And uh, I have Sammy Guerrero and Bobby Fish in the casino ladder match. Uh, we are 100% across the board in agreement. Great. Uh, so that is uh, AEW for this week. And now we're going to move over to SmackDown. Oh, my Which, Lord. here we go. Oh, With my SmackDown. dear ben, God wait. in hell. Ben, what do you have for your low lights on SmackDown? Now, Okay, low lights. Ladies and gentlemen, as you as you know, if you if you watched any of the shows this week, they are really putting over strong the return of the King of the Ring tournament, and and also the debut of the women's version of that tournament called the Queen's Crown. Yes, the Queen's Crown. Now, I have to ask you a question, though, about the King of the Ring. Yeah. Now, you're 33. You grew, you were born in 88. So, you obviously, you saw the first King of the Ring from 1993. Am I right? Yeah, uh, yes. How, however, I, I, found, I found something confusing. Okay. Because on SmackDown... Michael Cole mentioned that the first King of the Ring tournament took place in 1985. Yes. And I was very confused by that. And I will clear that up in a minute. So, but I'm saying, uh, now you saw the very first King of the Ring in 1983. Now, let me ask you. There are 16 names in that tournament, right? I believe so, yeah. Now, this one that we have right now, don't you find the way the setup a little bit strange and some of the names that are in these tournaments a little odd? Well, yes, but the reason for that and the reason for this shitty booking overall, come to find out, is that both of these tournaments will be culminating, despite the fact they just started, ladies and gentlemen, and historically the King of the Ring tournament has taking place over multiple, multiple weeks. No, the only reason they bought this prestigious tournament back to WWE and debuted a women's version of it is for the goddamn Crown Jewel pay-per-view because the finals will be taking place in Saudi Arabia, which is only reason one of why I will not be watching this fucking show because they are prating out a tournament of massive tradition in this company for a cheap pop in fucking Saudi Arabia. I have to tell you, Vince, I'm talking directly to you, and and if you met me, you would know that I'm a nice guy, but I have to tell you something. The fact that you are doing this in Saudi Arabia is a very fucked up move. I'm very, you know, I don't mean to speak poorly of, of, of an older gentleman, but what the fuck are you thinking? I, I, I don't get this. I don't understand it myself. 
Now, do you want me to, before you go on with your report, do you want me to uh, clear up your confusion on the King of the Ring origin? Yes, please. All right, so the very first King of the Ring took place in 1985. The first King of the Ring winner was Don Morocco. Okay. All right, and now, and you know how Harley Race was known as the King of Wrestling, right? King Harley Race? Correct. That is because Harley Race won King of the Ring 1986. Okay. And following that, 1987 was won by Randy Savage. So he was a Macho King before the Macho King was even acknowledged on television. Right. Okay. So that's, right. so that's your history. And then, uh, we're going to, because I have a trivia question that um, that uh, is connected to the history of King of the Ring for you at the end of the show. Okay, very good. Well, thank you for that, because that, uh, that cleared up a lot of confusion. I was... I was cocking my head like a pug when <laughs> when 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 uh, Michael Cole mentioned 1985 King of the Ring because I legitimately uh, thought that the first year of the King of the Ring was 1993. Oh, by the way, that uh, that the King of the Ring 93 coincides with the McMemphis uh, invasion angle we were talking about on last episode. Don't you don't you love it, Elia? We have something on this show that WWE does not. Consistency. Yes. It makes sense from week to week what the fuck we do because we actually pay attention. Yep. And we don't insult our viewers' intelligence. What a novel concept. I'm telling you, Vince, if you're listening, take notes. Well, well, somebody needs to do something because this show is a fucking embarrassment. All right, so Ben, uh, go on with your report. Uh, I just want to give you that uh, that uh, backstory there. Right, and thank you very much because, like I said, you you cleared up my confusion there. So, so. Right off the bat, Queen's Crown Tournament. Now, let me let me break down for you the brackets that we have in this tournament according to what I'm looking at. Okay. So we have we have Selena Vega versus Tony Storm in the first match of the first round. We have Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Again. Which which the the first two matches I mentioned took place on SmackDown this week. We're we're, going to get into the results and all that after I break down the brackets. Then next week on Monday Monday Night Raw, we have Deirdrop versus Natalia. I'm sure you're going to set your DVR for that match specifically. I, and then, I cannot wait for that match. <laughs> uh, I, I know. Aren't you, aren't you waiting with bated breath with, with glitter guns about to go off? Oh. oh. My God. Oh, <laughs> per, perhaps we... 
Perhaps we should ask Bailey to rent out her belly button, her belly buddy, so I can express my excitement in the proper way. I thought we were going to see her return on Friday night since they were in San Jose. No, no, it's too early. She, I mean, she's way too injured for that. No, I know, I, I know, I understand. Like, I, I didn't mean like wrestling. At least, like, just like coming out, like walking out. Oh, okay, I, I see what you're yeah. saying. Um, and then we have Dana Brooke and Shayna Baszler. Oh Again. my fucking we, god! We, we already saw it this past Monday. I know. And, and by, by the way, Dana Brooke is a very attractive lady, but she looked absolutely terrible on Monday Night Raw. Right? Okay. So it wasn't just me. So I was like, wait a minute. When, when, when they showed her backstage at first, I, I had to look twice. I'm like, wait, who is that? And then they're like, oh, they, they're like, oh, that's Dana Brooke. What? Uh, yeah, that, that lipstick was absolutely atrocious. Anyway. Um... <clears throat> Anyway, so, so, okay, we, we broke down the brackets, so let me, uh, let me just go through the, the, the show in order, which will, which will encompass those matches and we'll talk about. Okay. So finally, thank Christ, we're done with the draft. I can't take anymore. Right. Uh, though, th- and this is what confuses me. Why would we do the the match now or the draft now if they're not if they're not going to take effect till after the? It doesn't uh, make sense. Yeah, the upcoming pay per view. Just do the draft leading into Survivor Series. That way, you have you have built up a storyline for your brand versus. Versus brand warfare at Survivor Series. You tie the draft into that and you make compelling television. It is not that fucking hard. See, we're doing your jobs for you. What is going on? Vincent Bruce can fuck off. I, I swear to God. It's not that hard, ladies and gentlemen. Just make compelling television. But no, they don't give a fuck and they want to treat us like we're sick. Anyway. So we open with a contract signing. No. Although uh, that, that that was impressive when uh when Bianca was about to uh deliver the KOD to both uh, Becky and Sasha. Well, yes, but the, but, but this, yeah, the contract did, so this, that was terrible. Uh, this segment is so cringe. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't believe uh, we're actually going with this. They're calling Becky Lynch is calling herself Becky Biceps. Is that right? And big time backs. Uh, this this heel gimmick of, of Becky Lynch has to die. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been listening to this show for any decent length of time, you know that I have a thing for Becky Lynch. This, but having said that, this gimmick has to die a very fast death. Yes, currently my co-hosts and Becky Lynch are estranged. Well, and, and for damn for damn good reason. Uh, okay, and then our our first our first match of the night is Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. 
Are you going to finally get a Dominic heel turn? Now, okay, that brings up my next my next point. Because instead of focusing on the beginning of this prestigious tournament between two of WWE's uh, premier in-ring competitors, uh, talking about Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn, the storyline of the match was that was that Dominic chose not to come out with his father um, because he wanted to watch from backstage and uh, and um, Ray was very upset about it. Looking back off the ramp as he's making his way to ringside, and they made a bigger deal out of that than they did this match. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen. This match was only nine minutes and forty-seven seconds long. Not that, not that that's a bad uh, that that's a bad time. I mean that's a perfectly serviceable match, but the fact that they kept mentioning Dominic Mysterio and making this uh, you know father versus son storyline more important than the King of the Ring tournament, I find that absolutely repugnant. So, so anyway, the, did you did you say repugnant? Yes. Are yes. you sure repugnant? Because that mean that means ugly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. So okay, I was like, wait, did you say repugnant? Okay, go on. <laughs> no, but to to your point, that's exactly what I meant. Oh, okay. This this match this situation, what they, what they made it out to be is a it's a farce. It's a repugnant farce. Okay. Um. And um. And then next up we have Rollins uh, cutting a promo. Uh, actually, not cutting a promo. He's talking backstage to. Uh, to Adam Page and Sonya Deville, who get more screen time than 80% of the fucking roster. Oh, hold on, next week we're going to get the return of Sonya Deville. Oh, <laughs> Versus Naomi. I'm sure you can send... And, and, and I, I ask again, because I really do like Sonya Deville, but I ask you again, what is the basis for this feud against Naomi. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, so am I. But actually, no, I, I am kind of uh, excited to see that one. Because I want to I'm, see the return of Sonya Deville. So, so um, Rollins is just because he still hasn't gotten an answer. So he's going to find someone to make it happen. Uh, and that's when he goes and finds uh, Sonya Deville and Adam uh and um Adam Pierce a little bit later on in, in the show. Um and then my one of my highlights for the evening was the in-ring promo with the bloodline and um and uh the the discussion between Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Uh, and he want and uh Reigns wants an explanation and an admittance from from Paul Heyman that he's the reason that Lesnar is a free agent. 
Um, and then uh, instead of taking responsibility, uh, Heyman did what Heyman does best and wormed his way out of it. And the segment ended with Roman Reigns bowing to the tribal chief, uh, Roman Reigns. So that was a very good segment. Hold on, hold on. I want to say it again. Did you hear what you said? What? You said Roman Reigns bowing to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Or I meant Paul Heyman bowing to the to the tribal chief Roman Reigns. There you go. Um, and then um, after this, as I said, Seth Rollins comes in to see Adam Pearce and Sonny Deville, um, and he's making threats of what he's going to do if um, Ed doesn't show up and answer his challenge. Then we have. Uh, the second match of the first round of the Queen's Crown Tournament, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. This is stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Carmella with that mask. Come on. Now, the, fir- now the first match between Selena Vega and... and um, Tony Storm. And Tony Storm was embarrassing. It Thank was God. I can't believe what they've done to Tony Storm. This is not the Tony Storm I started watching in the UK and uh, NXT. Uh, thank you so much. They are they are bastardizing this poor oh lady. My God. Um, you know, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, Elio, but isn't the King of the Ring tournament about creating new stars? Yeah. And 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 giving giving them a platform to uh, to move to the next level. Yep. Now I don't have an issue with Selena Vega, but let's be very honest here, folks. Um, Tony Storm is a much much better wrestler uh, in a different stratosphere than Selena Vega. Wrestling is not Selena Vega's strong suit. Mm-hmm. Her strong suit is on the mic and being a mouthpiece for talent that needs it. And they had that when Selena was with Andrade and later on um, Andrade and Angel Garza, but then they fucked it up. And and she hasn't been the same since. That's right. She was a manager for Angel Garza, wasn't she? Yeah, she was the manager for uh, Angel Garza and Andrade, and they yeah, broke up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They broke up that tag team for no reason. That's right. Either. Anyway, so that was that was the first match and in the tournament, and um, and let's keep in mind this match went two minutes and twelve seconds, and Selena Vega beats. Tony Starr. Let me say that again, ladies and gentlemen, for those that may not have processed the, the absolute atrocity of what I just said. Yeah, it's louder for the people in the back. Selena Vega defeated Tony Storm on national television. What the fuck is going on? Okay, now, that's rant number one. Okay, now get it, going back to to Carmella versus Liv Morgan, we've seen this situation again and again and again and again. 
And I don't think that anybody above the age of of of, of twenty who's whose hormones are not raging for the most beautiful woman in WWE, according to Carmella, um, I don't think anybody else gives a shit. Now, in, in a show a few weeks back, I expressed frustration about Liv Morgan's uh, hot and cold booking, but that I was cautiously optimistic that this would be the push that led to something uh, substantial for Liv Morgan. Apparently, that was not the case. Because Carmella and her mask defeat defeat Liv Morgan. And, and, And take notes, ladies and gentlemen, because... According to WWE, this is how you push new talent. Oh, how long? How long? This match was one minute and forty-six seconds. My God, God that's good shit, isn't it, pal? Oh. <laughs> I hate this fucking show. Fuck me. <laughs> well, no, thank you, but I understand. <laughs> well, well, well uh, how, how, how do the kids up today say FML? <laughs> yes, aka fuck my life. Um, okay, so then after this, we have Mace who has gone solo. Because they broke up Mason Tibar as part of the draft. So he's going to get a solo push, big whoop. Nobody gives a fuck. Yay. And then we have Madcap. Okay, what? Okay, you know what? No, no, ladies and gentlemen, I must, conf- I must confess. Because when he debuted this gimmick, I could have sworn they said Madcap Moss. But apparently it's it's Mad Cat Moss, so I must correct myself. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought the same thing when I had to go back and uh, hear it again. But no, happy talk. Seriously, this is what we're doing. <laughs> happy talk, and, and, and they did recap the last week, Mad Cat Moss. Oh, I got, I got. hey, Mad Cat, you have a joke first. How about three jokes? Two short ones and one long one. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? This is, I, I thought WWE was past sexual humor, but apparently not. By the way, I, I, I uh, spared our listeners from uh, repeating his uh, non-joke. Oh, God. Well, thank you very much for that small blessing. Oh, God. This um, is terrible. i you can tell Kevin Owens is not happy uh, with uh, the way things are going. Well, I wouldn't be either. He's one of the best talents in the in the in the goddamn wrestling world, and this is what they have him, him doing. I mean, we we've seen him we've seen him deliver uh, stunners to Akira Tozawa, and 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 this week, let me let me. Um, 
remind myself what he did uh, this week. Excuse me. He didn't do anything. He uh, he got beat down by a madcap and uh, Corbin. No, but but that that was that was the end. That was the end goal. If I'm being yeah. Say. I, I knew that, but I was looking for an entertaining way to set it up. Way to beat me to the punchline. He didn't do anything this week. Oh, it's frustrating. I know. Do that again. Oh god, I love this shit. The lens we go to set it to satisfy our viewers. And I guarantee you our show is more satisfying than uh, Mad Cat Moss's two short jokes and, in a while. And, and I haven't announced before we end up the show. Well, like that I you already know about because I shared a screenshot. Uh what about, I know from Spotify. Oh yes, absolutely. Um I think we already uh, said that announcement, but oh, that's right, we did, yeah, yeah. Um, see, ladies and gentlemen, I have to keep Elio straight, but then again, I can't really blame him because the, the painful nature of WWE booking confuses his timelines. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, the the actual highlight of of SmackDown match wise is this was, show covering the shit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the the King of the Ring tournament uh, first round match between Cesaro and, and Finn Balor. Yeah, that was my highlight. Now this was this was nine minutes and forty three seconds of what wrestling should be. You know, uh, if you're gonna go back and catch anything from SmackDown. I suggest it be this. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is going to win the King of the Ring? Um, that's a good question. And I have no idea. I'm going to go with Cesaro. It should be. But it's not going to be because I believe he lost to Finn Bauer. Oh, wait. That's right. He lost. Yeah, so there it goes. Well, there goes. Um, there goes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Finn Balor on this. Yeah, because they need a way to, to get him back on the main roster, um, in a meaningful fashion see, since he, see, since he you, lost you, to Roman Reigns. See, this is what I'm talking about. Why do you put Cesaro in this tournament and then you have him lose? Like, what are they uh, doing to this guy? I don't know, but they've been doing it for you know ten years yeah, at yeah. this point. I know it's it's just it's ridiculous. What a what a waste of a career. <sighs> you know, and, and I don't mean that as an in, insult towards Cesaro because he's he's great at what he does. Um and then let me uh let me go through the um the SmackDown picks. For uh, the draft. Well, that we already did. That was on. Um, oh no, we we didn't do that. Uh, uh, didn't we do that on the last the last week's show? Um, let me let me do. I think so. But let me just. Oh, so no. The only the only ones that 
we were missing were the uh, supplemental picks for SmackDown. Oh, okay, we didn't do those. Well, there were two. There were two. There were two rounds of, of supplemental picks. Okay, I so think, go on with I, it. I believe. Anyway, um, apparently the Dirty Dogs, uh, uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. You mean Big uh, Bob? Big Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, this sucks. You, you can't. You, you can't make this shit up, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't. Uh, Ginger and Shanky, um, Natalia and Shotzi Blackheart. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank God we're done with the draft now. Okay. On to Red Beach. Absolutely. All right. Well, for my highlights, I got CM Punk, Dango Garcia. And um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage was okay. Yeah, um, yeah. The highlight for me was uh, CM Punk and uh, Daniel Gar- Garcia. Yeah. I still can't. I still can't figure out what um, Daniel Garcia is doing with 2.0. I'm confused by this whole Dan Lambert thing. Well, but but that's just, I admit that he can cut a promo. Yeah, I I understand that, but I um I just I don't understand why it's included in AEW. I it's just it's not uh, needed. And then if 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 you wouldn't mind, can I add my own low light in, in addition? Yep. By the way, first of all, before I go on, let me just give mine, which is Jake Cargill with Sky Blue. Okay, go on. Thank you, because I'm going to double down on that, and I'm going to say Jade Cargill versus Sky Blue. Now, um, look, I understand that they're trying to push Jade Cargill, but there's one of two things that's happening here. Uh, and, and neither one of them are good for Jay Cargill. Because if this is what we call a slow burn push, they are taking their sweet ass time because I have had enough of these squash matches. Now, my second theory um, would be this. We know that she looks like a million bucks talking about Jade Cargill. We know that. I mean, this lady is freakish, freakishly strong, and she's sexy as hell. We, we can agree. Um, but um, my, only other, uh, my only other possible explanation for this slow burn push is that She's still not that good in the ring, and they're camouflaging it. That's the only thing I can think of in terms of why they've gone so slow with Jake Cargill. Okay. Um, because other than that, I don't understand it. Um, but it, it so so I I want to connect with Cargill, but I'm I'm, I'm having an issue at this particular point. Um, and so that 
that wraps up our rampage coverage for the week. And um, I believe that leads us into uh, trivia and wrestling roulette. Well, before that, Ben, you might be going on on a bit of a rant because I found, courtesy of, uh, I can't make up the name here, but on TikTok, I have a ranking the top 10 AEW themes. Yeah. And oh, and I have to make a, uh, I have to make a change to um, my top two themes that I mentioned to you um, before the show went on the air. So okay. um, let's uh, let's uh, proceed with the segment, and then I will reveal that to you. All right. So here we go. As always, I'm going to play the themes, and then uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what order they are in. Okay, so now you heard all of them, right? Yeah. Let me reveal the order. Number 10, Adam Cole. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, are you ready for the next one? No, I need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) What did you just say? Because I'm I'm hoping again so I didn't hear you properly. What did you just say? Number 10 is Adam Cole. Oh, whoever wrote this list... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, I have the name. This list is courtesy of the Punisher Caleb Wilco on TikTok. Well, I'm sorry that we just out outed you on the show, uh, Callum, but you are you're just you're you're just wrong. I, I'm sorry, I'm sure you're a delightful individual, but when it comes to this. Please stay off my airwaves with this bullshit. Okay? Please. Okay, number nine. Are you ready? Darby Allen. Oh, fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Why? Why do you subject me to this bullshit? 
Number eight, the Lucha Brothers. Y'all can fuck off because <laughs> as, as I revealed to um, to Elio before we went on the air, before we went on the air, the Lucha Brothers is my favorite uh, AEW theme. So, I, what is this guy listening to? Okay, go ahead. Number seven, Brian Danielson. No, 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 and no. What in the hell is going on out here? I'm going to tear shit up. I'm going to tear my studio up. Number, Number six, Kenny Omega. Oh, fuck off. Here we go with the top five. Are you ready? Oh, 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 I'm sure. Are you sure they don't belong in a trash can? Number five, Cody Rhodes. Uh, It shouldn't even be ranked that high, but continue. Number four, CM Punk. Oh, fuck off. Fuck (laughs) off. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Then we here we go with the top three. Number three, John Moxley. What? John Moxley. Well, somebody's a George Thorogood fan, so at least at least there's that, but Jesus Christ. Really? Number two, Chris Jericho. Okay, well I can agree with you there because that that would have that would have been in my other top two pick. And the number one ranked AEW theme on this list, Jungle Boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, it it sounds like a song that belongs in Cartoon Network. Okay? Now, now don't get it twisted. I understand that he's he's in a tag team with a dinosaur, which is stupid as fuck anyway. Um, let's let's not lose the importance of that thought. There's a dinosaur in professional wrestling, and that is fucking stupid. He's six thousand years old. Remember? Oh, I well, and and the thing the thing that kills me about about the man behind the dinosaur mask is this guy is an intelligent motherfucker. Yeah, he is. He's got. I mean, I mean, I've said before on the show that he has a degree in medieval literature. Well, <laughs> Apparently, he wants to be a a a dinosaur. I wasn't aware that dinosaurs had tattoos, but nonetheless, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware that dinosaurs had green tongues, uh, but uh, nonetheless. But this is uh, Jesus. Uh, Okay, I like Jungle Boy as a talent, but the theme sucks. Yeah, that theme belongs in the '80s, where it originated. But here we go. Ben, I have got the mini King of the Ring trivia for you. Oh, wait, wait. So, yeah, okay. So you're just going to jump right in there and not even give me a chance to recover. Sorry, sorry. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Oh, my God. I, I, I need a moment, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, just because I need it, I'm going to have you hit pause because I need to go get a drink to recover from that bullshit. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Ben, um, I've got a mini King of the Ring trivia for you. Oh, Lord, here we go. 
All right, and one of these questions ties in with the history of King of the Ring. So, okay. Question number one Who did Kurt Angle defeat to win King of the Ring in 2000? Edge, Rikishi, Crash Holly, Eddie Guerrero. Um, I want, oh God, I'm stuck between two of them, but I think it was Eddie. Rikishi. Okay, I was way off. Question number two. In what year did Sheamus win the King of the Ring? 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. 2010. Correct. All right. After winning King of the Ring, Stone Cold coined the catchphrase, Austin 316, don't trust anybody. Oh, hell yeah. What? Uh, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Correct. Okay, here we go. Although specifically, he said, you may have your Psalms, you may have your John 316, but Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Let's get that historically correct. Well, there we go. We have the entire catchphrase right here on the PNC British Wrestling Podcast. All right, here we go. Who is the only two-time King of the Ring? Kurt Angle, Bret Hart, Brock Lesnar, Bad News Barrett. Hmm. Give me, give me the choices again. Kurt Angle, Bret Hart, Brock Lesnar, Bad News Barrett. I want to. I think it was Bad News Barrett. Bret Hart. Oh, well, that he, makes sense. He won King of the Ring nineteen ninety one and King of the Ring nineteen ninety three. Okay. So that was uh, the one. That was the one question that that had that was tied to the history of King of the Ring. Because they oh. had uh, King of the Ring 85, 86, 87. I'm not sure if they had 88, but 89 was won by Tito Santana. I'm not sure if they had 90, but 91 was Bret Hart. They skipped 92, and then uh, 93, they started doing pay-per-views. Okay, cool. Okay, good. That's why I thought it started in 93, because then that, that was the first pay-per-view. Okay, that makes sense. All right, Ben, guess what? We are going to the South for Southwest Championship Wrestling. Oh, Lord. Are you ready? Yes. All right, so on this episode of Southwest, we have four, we have five matches, okay? Because uh, I named the uh, Delete the volume 16. Let me do that real quick so we don't get it confused. All right, so here we go. In the first match, we have Gino Hernandez defeating Tonga John. Uh, well, I would have to say Tonga John was probably the heel. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see Gino Hernandez being the heel. Really? 
He was uh, paired up with Tully Blanchard. Although, no, wait, he did have a run as a face because, and you'll see why, you'll see why. Because um, remember on a past episode, I said that Chino Hernandez and Tully Blanchard won the tag team championships. Oh, yeah. After the match, Tully Blanchard attacked Chino Hernandez with the title. Oh, okay. So that uh, temporarily turned Chino Hernandez's face. Ah, Tully Blanchard, you scheming bastard. Then we had a promo from Cowboy Bob Orton and the announcement that Southwest Championship Wrestling was going to hold a heavyweight championship tournament beginning on May 21st, 1983. Very cool. Now, in the second match, we had Cowboy Bob Orton defeating Arias Romero. To be, honest with, to be honest with you, I've never heard of Arias Romero. Neither have I. We followed that up with an interview with Adrian Adonis. <laughs> That's awesome. Then we had, then of course, Adrian Adonis in action as he loses to Scott Casey by disqualification. The famous Scott Casey, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Casey strikes again. I'm telling you, WBF used him as enhancement talent to Southwest. He was a big man in Southwest. I'll I'll tell you what, Scott Casey is having a better run than the WWE draft. All right, then we have an Chino Hernandez announcement that as part of the heavyweight championship tournament on May 21st, 1983, he will face Tully Blanchard in a grudge match. I bet you that was a good one. Following that, we had the Grapplers versus Rick McGraw and Armando Guerrero. Who, who the hell is Armando Guerrero? Armando Guerrero. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you said Armando. That, that's his name, Armando Guerrero. And then he, they, he went by Mondo Guerrero. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was briefly confused by Armando because I, I just knew him as M- Mondo, but I'm okay. Yeah, no, that's his full name. Okay. So then the final match on this week's episode is Coco Samoa defeating Eric Embry. <laughs> I'm not yawning at the at the at the matches. I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting petered out. Um I'll tell you what, your uh, your your music list just sat down my energy. <laughs> okay, so that, that was uh, the final match. Eric Embry losing to Coco Samoa. Now, uh, um, I'm assuming with a name like Coco, he was the face. He was the face, as always. You never know what Eric Embry was at this time. He could be a face or a heel. Yeah, but him and uh, Scott Casey are having more heel turns than than the Big Show. All right, and of course, um, Ben. Now we we are going to make a change. I'm gonna make an announcement right now that we're gonna make a change to this segment. We're going to finish off with Southwest and Memphis, the ones I already have written down. However, moving forward. Because there's just way too much of this stuff to get through. 
as much as like we want we want to get through all the stuff there's just way too much so what i'm going to do is rather than go back because there's a lot of memphis wrestling i'm going to focus on the newly added shows from from uh, the wrestling tv and so yeah. i have the list of shows that are have been added as well as shows that are coming soon so we we're gonna start the new list is gonna start off with big time wrestling volumes one and two and we're gonna follow that with texas all-star wrestling from the 1980s followed by the best of women's matches from 1987 that should be good Followed by Hulk Hogan's unseen matches from the 90s. And then Stars of Memphis um, Volume 10, which will feature Hector Guerrero and Bobby Eaton. Yeah. And then. And I'll then, tell you what, it still sucks about Bobby Eaton now because all you hear about is what a good guy he was. <laughs> And then uh, we um, the last uh, the last video added that has been added is a movie called from 2011 called The Booker. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I was wondering why and you. Uh, in fact, uh, named yourself the Booker. In fact, I will read you the synopsis here. Cool. Okay, so Steve Scarborough doesn't like what's happened to professional wrestling. So he set about to change it one match at a time. The Booker follows Scarborough as he takes Platinum Championship Wrestling from idea to reality. Shot over the course of four years as his wrestling school grows from the back room of a theater into a wrestling promotion and 2,500 seat arena event. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like AEW in movie form. And now I also have a list of the videos that will be coming soon. Cool. Which I doubt we're even going to touch uh, some of these. Well, at least three of them. The first is the best of cage matches from 1987. Very cool. The next three, I can't even believe that. I can't make this title up. It's called Bitch Slap. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right, the next one, we have Bret Hart Unseen Matches from 1991. Oh, that's cool. Randy Savage Unseen Matches from 1991. Shawn Michaels Unseen Matches from 91. And Sting Unseen, Sting and Ultimate Warrior Unseen Matches from 91. And we round out the coming soon list with WWF SWS event from Japan on March that took place on March 30th, 1991. Very cool. All right. So now that we have uh, gone through Southwest Championship, Ben, we're going to close the show out with Wrestling Roulette. Are you ready? Oh, God. I have to redeem myself, ladies and gentlemen. Wish me luck. So the way this works, I play 10 seconds of a clip from my list of over 
let's take a look how many we have. I play uh, one track from my list of over 920 tracks that keep, just um, keeps, keeps growing. Oh, God. My co host has to guess whose theme it is. And he has 10 seconds. Fair enough. So, Ben, are you ready for your first uh, clip? Uh, hold on. Let me just maximize you here. And turn up my volume. And let me turn up mine as well. Just uh, okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready for your first clip? Yeah. Uh, no idea. That is, do you want to take a guess or you really have no idea? No, I, I literally have no idea. That is the gun club. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> That's number one. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yes. Broken Dreams by Shaman's Harvest. Yeah, that, that, I'll tell you what, that theme needs to make a return. That's one of that's one of my favorites. Now, are you keeping track of how many tracks we play? Yeah, I think, what, what did we say? Are we doing 20? We're doing 20, yes. Okay, that was number two. Okay, or, and, or do you want to keep track of the scores and I'll keep track of the songs? I'll keep no. I'll keep track of the songs. You keep track of the score. All right. So so far it's one nothing. Okay. Here we go. One, one and one. One and one. Yeah. Here we go. Next one. I think we already had that. Was that um? Was that a uh, flash funk? No. Okay. Um, well, you can understand my confusion. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't believe this is actually a theme. This is God's theme. Remember when Vince and Shane were feeling with God? Oh, Jesus. He actually oh. has his own theme. It's called Heavenly Fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. So, that is, so one and two? Yeah. Okay. Next one. That is that is Edge courtesy of Rob Zombie. Yes, actually, yeah, this one is uh, on the edge. It's not his Rob Zombie one. It what well, it sounds like it though. Yeah, this was uh, the, I guess it's like a remixed version from the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 
But uh, that still counts. I still got it, though. Yeah, no, you still got it. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, three and one. No. Two and two. Two and two. Two. Oh, wait. Let me keep it. Oh, there we go. Okay. You look like an umpire behind the <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Turn it up and try again. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right, here we go. Tomo Guerrero. Oh, you close. You're you you're in you're in the right. You're in the you're in the right area. Was that Tomo Guerrero senior? No. It was definitely a Guerrero. I don't think Hector was ever in WWE unless you count Golly oh, Cougar. This, this is a WCW theme. Oh, so it would have had to have been Eddie in WCW. Eddie Guerrero. Okay, I, I will give you that one. So okay. Three and two. Undertaker, Ministry of Darkness. The Undertaker, yes. Plague of Evil. I really like that one. The one the one where it looks like, it seems like he's casting a voodoo spell that that's really good. Yep. That is that is that is terrible. Um, <laughs> holy shit! Um, yeah, that wouldn't fly in today's realm. Um, that Layla. No, it's not. I thought I thought it was. Um, um. Oh, let's see. It's not Tori. It's not, it's not Stacy. Oh, um, don't tell me it's Michelle Nicole. No. Okay, thank God. Um, okay, who is it? It is Tiffany. Oh, God, Drew McIntyre's ex-wife. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, that's, that's terrible. But I guess it makes sense because she was the general manager of ECW at one point. That was a terrible thing. Holy jeez. Okay, next one. Play it again and turn it up. It, it is all the way up. All the way is full volume. Okay, I can hear it better now. Is that uh, Kamala? No. 
Yeah, sounded like it. Um, or is that the the start of Umagas? Nope. All right, I'm not doing too good here. Who was it? Haku. Well, that makes sense. I wouldn't have got that, but that makes sense. Okay, so we have, what do we have? Score? Two and a four, I think. So, two right, four wrong, or four? Actually, no, you, you gave me a third, so I think it was, I think we're three and, th I think we're three and four. So, three, three right, four wrong? Yeah. So, at seven tracks we played, okay. Yes. Play it one more time for me. I, I can't really hear it. Oh my god, I have no idea. That is Cody Rhodes. Wow, was that he that's his that, that's his yeah. AEW thing? No, that can't be because I would recognize that. That's gonna be some kind of no listen, 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 listen. Oh, I heard I didn't hear any of the words. I would have, I would have got that right if I had heard the yeah, words. Yeah, no, that no. When the music at the beginning, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that either. Yeah. So that's uh four and four. That's uh, eight, eight, right? Four and four. I think we were uh, three and five, because I I got that last one wrong. So it was three and five. Three and five, right? Three and five. Undertaker, dead man walking. Actually, it's a, you're going to pay. They, they, have a, they, there's, they have two versions on the anthology CD. I don't know why. Yeah, um, it, well, it, um, well, that one still counts. I actually really like that song. Yeah, but I'm saying, I don't know why they have like two versions. They have instrumental and the words. I, I, pref I prefer the one with the words. It sounds more badass. So we are five and four, All right? Here we go. One more time for me. Oh, shit. Um. God damn. Um that sounded like a honky tonk theme, but that I know that's not it. Uh so jaunty. What the hell? Um I'm gonna be really pissed off, but what is it? It is Bob Spark Plug Holly. 
Oh my god. Talk about gimmicks that he needed to die, folks. <laughs> right? Jesus. Well, we're, we're four and six. You're not too bad this week. It's a WCW theme. Um, I still have no idea. Alex Wright. Yeah. Oh God. I saw, I saw him as Berlin. I went to WCW Mayhem '99. I was. Oh my God! That had to be a terrible pay per view. That was I, bad. I would have actually said Disco Inferno because that actually—that's what it sounded like. Yeah, that that wouldn't have been a bad guess. Okay, we're four and seven. I had to let that one play, but it's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, seven and five. Er, five and seven, yeah. We are so twelve songs in. Okay. WCW theme. Play the game for me. Oh, fuck me hard. Uh, well, thanks. We got revenge on me from earlier in the show. I have no idea. That is Saturn. Yeah, I I wouldn't have guessed that. That, That's weird. All right, so five and eight, or eight and five. Five and eight, yeah. Here we go. That's not a wrestling thing. That was no, that's a, that's, that was, a, that's a SmackDown thing. That doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, God. I recognize that one. Play it again. Come on. We, had this, we already had this on the show. Sorry? Is that hiding right? Nope. Oh, fuck. Um, top, what was it? The Kodakai. Oh, fuck. Why can't I, I, why can't I identify that theme? That's fucking weird. I'm so yeah. sorry, Dakota. <laughs> what are we? We are uh, nine and nine. Five and nine. Next one up. Kane. 
Yeah, Cain, six and nine. Here we go. too, but I just can't place it. Play it again. Oh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It is Man Beast. That's right off scene. Okay, don't don't tell don't tell the people from Elite that because Rhino's been there before. So we are five. This is the last one coming up, right? Um, I think we still got like four more. One more. We had it was six and nine. We said, yeah, because this is six and ten now. Yes. Uh, okay. Undertaker, this uh, another version of the ministry song. Seven and ten. Yeah. Three more. Here we go. Next one up. Play that again. Yeah, I couldn't hear it. Oh, okay, let me one more time. Um, I have no idea. That is Pog's theme. Oh, gee. oh, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one either. Okay. So 11 and 7, I believe. 7 and 11, yep. 7 and 11. Here we go. Sounded awfully generic. I don't even uh, count that because it doesn't even give you the wrestler's name. Oh, okay. Fair enough. It just says raining. Like raining, like R-E-I-G-N. Yeah. Uh, oh, unless unless that was black rain, like gold dust. Out of, out of curiosity, I want to see uncaged raining out of curiosity I want to 
Oh, no, that is Lutherans. You remember Lutherans? Yeah, but we're not going to count. No, that, no, that doesn't we? count. That one's no. Okay. Um, play it one more time. Is that Evan Bourne? Yes, Evan Bourne. Okay. So eight and eleven. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I think that's uh, money at raw theme. About it says it's about to get raw. Yeah, so that one doesn't count. No. DX. DX. Nine and yeah. eleven. Cool. Hey, we have two more. Yeah, not bad. Play it. Play that again. Oh. Shinsuke Nakamura, I think. Shinsuke Nakamura, 10 and 11. Man, not doing too bad. Okay, cool. I think... Yeah, I think that would think that was twenty songs. Cause yeah, that was twenty one. Twenty one. You know what? Doesn't matter. Twenty one. Blackjack. There we go. Hey, yeah. I wonder if we should go to black. Go up to twenty one. Cool. Well, that was my best ratio yet. That was so well done. Ten right, eleven wrong. Wow, very good. And some oh. of the, some of those are really hard. All right, so Ben, we're we'll bringing show to a close. Absolutely. All right, fans, that's it. Another edition of the wrestling of the PNC Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Bye for now. Absolutely. Ben, see night to the fans. See you guys. Thanks for hanging out with, ladies and gentlemen. Just as Elio and I were. Uh, Set to close up shop for the evening, we uh, remembered to check our anchor analytics, and that shows us how many um, overall views we have, as as well as how many uh, unique listeners have listened to the show. And a unique listener is determined by um, the number of devices that log in to. Um, to witness the show. So that's a pretty good um, derivative of the number of people that, uh, that come see us throughout the week. And, do, do, um, do you have those devices in front of you? I can, uh, I know, no, the analytics don't go that deep. I can, uh, I, I can tell what percentage comes from like the internet or no that, that's what i meant yeah you have uh, those uh, numbers uh yeah yeah i do actually so um 
80% of our numbers come from social media. Uh, and then 9% comes from Apple Podcasts. So shout out to Apple Podcast users for sure. Uh, you guys are completely dope. I really appreciate that. I'm sure Elio does too. Um, and then we have Anchor at 7%. That, um, that number surprises me. I would have thought that that would have been a little higher um, well, because um, that, is our main, uh, that is our main avenue of sharing this podcast. Well, then um, what's um, Spotify? Spotify is only 2%. As it, as is bullhorn. Bullhorn. <laughs> okay. All right. And, just go on. And I'm um I also while I um while I got you here, I am currently clicking on our United States analytics, and fifty two percent come from my neighboring state, New Jersey. Wow. So shout out New Jersey. I uh. I love that state. I vacation there every year. You guys are. I used been, to go there. I used to go drive down there every year to visit my uncle and my cousins. Yeah, I um, yeah, I uh, I've been there twice this year for for vacation. So that's awesome. Shout out New Jersey. I'm definitely coming back uh, next year for sure. Uh, and then Ohio is at fifteen percent. My, my home state of Maryland is at 10%. That's a little sad that my own home state comes in third. I'm a little disappointed. Come on, Maryland. This is your, this is one of your own. What's going on? Exactly. Um, and then uh, Virginia and Washington round out the top five. Wow. All right. That, that's some good numbers. Yeah. And then, um, and then, like I said, earlier this week, we had uh, 33 unique listeners. That was like two days ago. Now we're down to 31. But um, our, our previous high was only uh, 29. So we're, we're breaking records uh, this week, which is, which is interesting because I, I, was going, I was doing a deep dive on our analytics um, earlier this week, that's why I had these up and ready to go. I just forgot about them as we uh, we logged off the air. Um, but w- what's interesting is that over the summer months, our our individual episode numbers really f- fall, um, and and that's nobody's fault. That's just because it's the summer and everybody's busy, and I get that. Um, but especially this week, our um, our numbers have all of a sudden decided to skyrocket again, um, which I really appreciate. As a matter of fact, let me get you the exact number for the week. I love that for or for the month, I should say. Um. The monthly visitors are up to 59 after being very slow um, throughout the end of the summer. So we really appreciate your renewed interest in the show. 
And uh, unlike the WWE draft, uh, we vow to continue to do our absolute best to bring entertainment to our listeners. Oh, man, I've got, I've got a bit of trivia for you. What's that? This is for a movie. So I, was, I don't know why, but Wednesday night, I decided to, I decided to go down to my office out here because I'm currently in my kitchen, but my office is out, out through these doors. So Wednesday night at 12 a.m., I'm sitting in front of my computer watching The Beatles' Yellow Submarine. Oh, Lord. And you're probably wondering, well, why is this guy telling me that he was watching the Beatles Yellow Submarine? You read my mind. Well, I'll tell you why. There, there is a wrestling connection there. What's that? Now, have you ever heard of the Blue Meanie? Yeah. Yellow Submarine, they have the heroes, which are the Beatles, uh, Ringo, Paul, George, and John. And the villains in that movie are known as the Blue Meanies. And they rule over Pepperland. That is, that is absolutely hilarious. So there is a wrestling diet. The Blue Meanies. Oh, Lord. I, I apologize, folks. My co-host is an absolute nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. I love my movies. Actually, actually, so do I. In all seriousness, so I can't really make fun of you too much. <laughs> all right, so oh uh, yeah, my announcement because uh, we said that we had made this announcement on a previous episode, but this is like something that I was thinking about earlier. Right. So there are weeks where I just feel like ending this podcast because the wrestling, the money at Raw's and Tuesday and uh, SmackDowns, as you know are just a chore to watch. Yes. But then I hear numbers like that and I think, how can I just end it like that when I hear those numbers? This is why we do what we do because of the listeners. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we may come off as as crabby and annoyed um, but that's only because we want the best wrestling product, not only for us, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there just like us in our same age group that are just screaming at their televisions on a, uh, on a weekly basis. I mean, it's, it's not so much, you know, oh, F this, F that, even though I do like to use the F word because it makes me feel better. It's therapeutic. <laughs> Um, but but honestly, it, behind all that is is an absolute love for this business and a desire for another boom period. And even though I I have no faith in another WWE boom period based on what we're currently getting, I am um, I am very encouraged by what I'm seeing on the AEW side of things, and. Um, you know, just just out of out of fairness, I'm always going to point out things that I don't like, um, because because otherwise, you know, we're just kissing a certain brand's you know backside. But um, but at at the end of the day, you know, we love doing this show, and uh, we definitely are very thankful for the uh, renewed interest in. Um, 
you know, we, we just surpassed three years on the air and um, this, this conversation that we're having right now will, will end our 151st episode. And, yeah. um, you know, hopefully we will have plenty more to come down the line for you. And I absolutely love the segments that I add with the classic wrestling shows like Southwest Championship. We have big time wrestling coming up. We have unseen matches from Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I just love uh, doing all those segments. Absolutely. And I, I, I think they, they add a certain, uh, certain layer to the shows that maybe some other ones don't have. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you again for your continued support. And we will, uh, we will end this love fest with a uh, thank you very much and see you later and get the hell off my airwaves so I want to go to sleep. And in the meantime, in between time, we'll be back next week with more wrestling content for you fans. Absolutely. Colossal, we come these renegades in the ring.